You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons. Tune in and go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com for more episodes. Share, like, follow, and subscribe. And remember, you can change if you truly want to. Hello and welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons. So if you are new to me, uh, go to LeBeau'sLifeLessons.com to learn about what it is I do. I am um, just a person trying to spread the lessons that I've learned primarily to younger women who um, are a lot like, like I was. And so I'm just paying it forward. I'm being the person I wanted somebody to be to me back in those times. Now, you'll find a lot of different episodes. I'm, I'm streaming on every podcast platform, and um, a lot of the topics range between mental health and, and relationships and life and career and everything. And uh, finally, I'm making my way around to physical health, okay? It's been a long time coming. I, I could have done this a long time ago, but um, I used to be super, 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 super obsessed with physical health at a time. Um, but because it's kind of innate in me, I don't really obsess over it anymore. But, um, yeah, start putting in your questions about nutrition. I want to hear myths. I want to hear things that you've been hearing. Um, I don't know the new myths. I'm kind of out of the loop. So you can inform me <laughs> on the nonsense that's going forth. There's always some nonsense going on in the health industry. No doubt. Okay. All right. So let's get it rolling. Now, unfortunately, for those who are going to be listening to this in their car, which most of my listeners typically listen in their car, um, they're not going to see the pictures. <laughs> but you can you can go online or you can ask me. I kind of bury those pictures, right, because it attracted the wrong type of uh, wrong type of people. But I'm going to show you something. And I don't want you to freak out, okay? Okay. Now, I've been a professional model for a decade, over a decade, okay? All different types of modeling I've done. When I very first began modeling, I was not healthy, okay? I had type 2 diabetes, didn't know it yet, but this is me, okay? On my first ever model shoot, let me try to get that close to the other camera. Can you see? Oh, wait, there we go. Now, can you guys see that? Okay, that's me. This is me at my heaviest. You see that one, huh? Uh, some of these people that's watching, they're like, what? Especially those who only know um, me like in recent years, they're probably being blown away by this image. Okay, this was me. Now here's, <laughs> 
And then this was me. Okay. This is the me that most people know now. Okay. Except for I'm not competing anymore. So as you can see, I probably know a lot about nutrition, right? And health. So how did we get here? I'll just briefly explain. I, um, I grew up in New Orleans and the rest is history. If you're from New Orleans, you know. You don't have to be from New Orleans to know how we eat. And because of that, I um, basically ended up with type two diabetes in my mid twenties. I let my health fall to the wayside while I was being a counselor, when I was speaking all over the place and I was putting everybody before me, that happened. Now, at that time, I knew that I needed to get my health together, but like many people, I was just thinking aesthetically. I really was just thinking about getting thinner. I wasn't thinking about getting healthier. Once I got that diagnosis, um, my mentality changed, but I was trying to correct it beforehand. Little did I know that everything I was doing was not enough. And in this series, Healthy Body, that I'm gonna do, I'm going to give you practical, common sense wisdom and couple that with practical things that I did and still do to stay healthy, okay? Now, I was able to reverse my diabetic symptoms, okay? Can, can I show another picture of myself? Which picture are you talking about? You talking about the big picture or the thin picture? Okay, so um, my journey was a lot like a lot of people failing over and over again. And I want to say, if you are a person who has gotten to a place in your life where you're just, um, they want to see the big one. This is, the, this is me at my heaviest. See that? Um, if you have gotten to a point where you feel like you're you're giving up because because nothing you do works and you think your body is working against you, I have a message for you. And my message is you just don't know enough. You just don't know enough. Capacity is everything. There is a lot of people. I'm glad you said somebody said this is me right now. You need to be listening to this, okay? It can save is, is, it can change your life and the trajectory of your family. I did that for my family. A lot of people can feel like a failure because they think whenever they try, they don't, they don't make it to their goal. Not realizing that they don't have enough tools and information to actually make it. They think they have enough. So when they don't make it, they think, oh, I'm just not good enough. No, it's not that you're not good enough. You don't know enough, okay? That goes for business owners and any type of person. Capacity is everything. 
And when I was in the beginning of my health journey, let's say about um, 2013, I didn't know one iota of everything I needed to know to get where I needed to get. But I had already at that early stage determined that I had tried everything and nothing works. And that something was just wrong with me. When I went to the doctors to see what can be done and they told me what I needed to do, I was irate. I fussed all the way home. Because what this lady was telling me, essentially, my doctor at the time, was that everything I was eating was wrong. Not only everything was that I was eating was wrong, was that the amount I was eating was wrong and the whole way I was thinking was wrong and I was not ready to accept that. But see, this is why when, when I present information to someone that's new and unsettling, I don't worry about their reaction because I know it's a process, okay? Somebody said, hey, Mark, um, my type 2 diabetes is out of whack right now, even with me taking metformin. I used to be on metformin too. I wasn't on metformin for that long though, okay? Now, when they caught my diabetes, I was just at that line of obesity. So I was, I was, I was like right here. I was right here. Technically, this is obese, y'all. But see, in the black community, this is healthy. That's problem number one. We don't realize how unhealthy we are becoming because in our culture, and this is the reason why I felt pressed to do this, because in our culture, we are misinformed, okay? And so when I was at this point, I had told my new doctor, who was a black doctor, who put herself in the community because she wanted to be one of those black doctors in the community that wanted to help black people the way that she knew she could help them. And she told me I was going to be one of her success stories. And she told me that she signed more death certificates for diabetes than breast cancer and HIV AIDS combined. Okay, but she told me I was going to be one of her success stories and I laughed and I told her nothing works. And I literally restarted my health journey to prove her wrong. To prove her wrong. I'm saying, okay, I'll do everything you're saying. I'll do it. I'll do it. And watch. You're going to see nothing works. I was so determined to prove her wrong. I did everything that she said just so I could go back to her and say, see, I did everything that you said and it still didn't work. And guess what happened? I started to lose weight. I was one of those people who used to say, Oh, all of these celebrities are thin because they have personal trainers and they have, when you are rich and you have all of this money, you can lose all this weight because you have somebody telling you what to do. I don't have somebody telling me what to do. And before I go on, I don't want to forget what this person was asking me. Okay, they said they lost 30 pounds in two months. 
this is not this isn't a, a woman page. You know why I direct my stuff towards women? Because women are the, the ones who listen to me. Men typically they they want to listen to men. They want to listen to successful men. They don't want to listen to a woman. So I direct my focus towards women because they hear me out. But if a man listens to me, great. Okay, so I lost the weight and I started losing the weight fast. Okay. Now, I was one of those people who said, these people lose weight because they have personal trainers. I can't afford a personal trainer. At that time, I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband at the time, you know, he had just a regular old average job and we weren't making a lot of money. And so, you know what I did? I became a personal trainer. See, the thing about me is when I get determined about something, nobody can stop me. That's how I became a counselor. And when I stepped back from counseling and decided to focus on my kids only, and I let that go, I had no career. I knew I had to save my life or else I was gonna end up like my family members. So I said, I'm going to be the person I need. I need a trainer. I'm going to become a trainer. So I studied for a year, y'all. I had mentors and I got two certifications at the same time. I became a personal trainer twice. <laughs> I got certified in two different organizations and a nutritionist, a sports nutritionist at that. When I started off as a personal trainer, I barely knew anything, okay? All I knew was that I had been watching YouTube University for years. I had been reading articles for years. And then now I have the technical knowledge. And here I am, I'm in a gym trying to be a personal trainer. My very first client was a 40-year-old man who looked like a 60-year-old man. He was 40 years old, white, and severely out of shape. He ate fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And my manager sat him in a room with me and he told this man, if you do not start now, you are gonna die. The man left, he was upset. I said, why didn't you tell this man that? I said, he said, because it's true. He said, me and him are the same age, and look at him. He is going to die if somebody doesn't do something soon. You know what that man did? He took him up on his word. When I was done with this man, this man had lost tons of weight. He, I taught him to cook for himself. For the first time in his life, the first meal he ever made for himself, I kid you not, is spaghetti, because I urged him. He became my star client. I even rewarded him because he gave, he invested so much, more than anybody else. And he was thanking me for years after that, okay? Now, I am going to spread this out to, to different episodes and go over different niche things with you all. Today, um, the topic is going to be back to basics, 
fundamentals that everyone always forgets about healthy eating. You know, when I was getting fat, I was making my other, my family members fat as well. Everybody gained weight because of me. And when I was done with them, everybody lost weight. Everybody, all my kids became health enthusiasts. And now, when you see my kids, you would think that they had been, you they, they eat better than most adults. They have their own rules that they abide by. They regulate themselves. They regulate how much they eat, what they eat. They are not emotionally driven to eat food. Okay, you put cake in my house, nobody eats it. You put ice cream in my house, nobody eats it. You put cookies in my house, nobody eats it. You put chips in my house, nobody eats it. Not saying we never, ever, ever touch those things. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that collectively, everybody's palate has changed. We don't look at food the same anymore. And over time, what did I say? 2013, okay, look at where we are now. Look how long it took me. Back in those times, there's no way I could Im imagine being this disciplined. No way. I used to dream about the times where I would look at these plates and I'd say, man, I cannot wait till I can look at this and wanna eat this I didn't, I didn't foresee a place where I would eat raw vegetables or vegetables. I didn't foresee a place I could eat something that wasn't smothered in gravy, wasn't cooked all the way down, and wasn't filled with rice and pasta and all of that stuff. Do you know this was a spiritual transformation for me? This was a spiritual intellectual transformation. I changed my brain. I changed the way I think. The, the, the journey I went on was spiritual and emotional. That's why it manifested on the outside. So on this picture, I was close to probably 200 pounds. And on this picture, on that day, I was 117 pounds. Now I'm about to blow your mind because these pictures are less than a year apart. I went from being on metformin, eating five donuts at a time in one sitting, to eating plain tilapia and asparagus for a week. And if I had Honey roasted nuts, that was a treat for me. If I had yams with nothing on it, that was a treat for me. If I had croutons on a salad, that was a treat for me. I was dying for that. Now, am I that size now? No, because I was a size zero one. What was I, zero two? Right now, I'm a size six. I know I don't look like that because for some reason, these cameras make me look a lot bigger than I am. But I have a lot of muscle on me. 
This is why I often wear blazers, okay? I don't like to show my biceps and things like that anymore, okay? So let's roll. Now, in fact, you know, unfortunately, the way I am now, like the way my body is now, I'm living with it and trying to reverse some of the muscle that I have in certain places because I'm not in that world anymore, but I'm still kind of big up top, muscle-wise. So, let's roll. So, let me find out. Let's, let's, let me ask you some questions, and I want you to be honest with yourself, okay? Be honest with yourself, because I want you to judge yourself as to whether or not you are really ready to go on your health journey. I'm not pressuring you to do anything, and God, God have mercy on me if I were to try to sell you anything. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Not a package, not a program, not a pill, not a tea, not anything. Throughout my entire career as a nutrition professional and a personal trainer, I could not stand those people. I could not stand those people because of their lies and their gimmicks. Okay? Because of their lies and their gimmicks, I had to tear through, tear down all of these myths and presuppositions people had that they were misinformed with, with liars on TV and liars everywhere trying to sell them something, even other personal trainers. I've seen other personal trainers do it very disingenuous just to make a buck okay but now let me ask you these questions yes or no do you have excuses that prevent you from getting started do you reward yourself with food do you think you need a trainer to lose weight do you feel like you cannot lose weight because of the gym membership costs have you attempted to learn about your specific health risk lately? When you go shopping, do you fill the basket with your favorite snacks? Do you look forward to cheat days? Are you depending on a fitness class to get you healthy? Do you think your body is resistant to being healthy? Do you think being big is just a part of your genetics? And do you think being thin is unhealthy looking? Because these are the mentality. If you answered yes to these, that means that you have been misinformed. Okay? A lot of these presuppositions exist in the black community. And that's why we're hit hardest with all of these issues. If you wanna talk about generational curses, it's a generational traditions that we keep up in the way that we eat and live. Oh, I, I, I'm upset a lot of people because a lot of people left when I said that. But it's the truth. So if you answer yes to those questions, that means you need a reality check and you may not be really serious 
about getting your health together, okay? So throughout this process, we're going to fully utilize your mind to enhance your health journey, okay? Now, what I'm about to talk about is, is going to be for the novice and the intermediate, okay? So, you know, if you're a person who, you know, you're advanced on your health journey, I'm not going to say anything you don't already know. This is for the people who need help, not for the people who don't, okay? Number one, by the way, the way that I'm breaking this down, I'm going to go over 10. I'm going to just give like, you know, a wisdom key. And then the next thing, I'm just going to give practical knowledge okay ask questions and make comments in the middle so that i can like address real stuff and not just what i have written down okay number one there's nothing that a personal trainer can tell you that you cannot learn online in a book or in a course why i say that is because i had the mentality that the only person that could help me was a personal trainer that I somehow could not afford. Didn't dawn on me until much later that the same, I have the same access to the information that the personal trainer learns. I just need to go and get it. So everything that I would teach you, even though you can learn it a lot faster, and I still think it's wise to get a personal trainer who also has a nutrition background because they not all of them do um that's smart do that but all of this information is out there i told you before i became a personal trainer for years i was reading articles for years i was watching videos it got me it didn't tell me everything i needed to know but it got me changing how I thought. And this whole thing is a mind battle. This is what it is. It's a mind battle. That's what you're dealing with. So you, it took me years to like really accept, hey, you are at risk. You are in control. You can change this, okay? It took me a long time. So by the time I actually got to the real tools to actually do something with it, lo and behold, the tools didn't show up until my mindset got corrected. You see how that works? It's funny how the answer doesn't show up until you mentally are ready. And maybe it was already always there, you just couldn't see it because your mindset was wrong. Those articles changed my thinking and then directed me to the right information. I'm glad it's helping you, Mark. He said, it's a wake up call you needed today, good. So something that most people forget about nutrition, number one is increase your intake of lean proteins. How, how do you do that? And, and look, this, if you're a person that you know, you don't, you're not ready for meal plans. I met some people who said they're just not ready for meal plans. They just, they're still right at the beginning. They just need to look at alternatives right now. This is for you because how you can start changing is little by little. That's how I changed everything in my house. I started, yes, I do my own makeup. I started 
by switching things out. I swap, 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 swap. How did I know to do that? Because my background in counseling and addiction taught me that all you have to do is make slight adjustments little by little over time your mentality will change, new associations in the brain. So I started getting different bread, different milk, different this, different that. My family didn't even realize what I was doing. So I switched out the pork chops, okay, to fish, chicken, eggs, okay? Took out the red meat. Went to lean, lean ground beef when we use ground beef, okay? Started putting turkey, tur everything, turkey, turkey sausage, turkey, ground beef, turkey, everything, all right? So start swapping because those fats in those meats definitely matter. You need lean protein. Number two, tell yourself to calm down. Tell yourself to calm down. When? When you're opening up that refrigerator door, when you're passing that Shipley's Donuts, when you're passing McDonald's, when you're in the gas station and those, those candy bars are sticking out. I know because I still battle with it today. See, there's a level, you may say to yourself, oh, well, you, you're different from me because you don't even like this stuff. How do you know what I don't like? I'm telling you that even though it got easier because I gained more knowledge, the more knowledge of how bad stuff is for you is the easier it is to walk away, it's still a struggle. You just become stronger. That's it. You don't just wake up one day and you don't like McDonald's anymore. That's what y'all wish. You wish that would happen. What's going to happen is you're going to be stronger. Okay, so tell yourself to calm down. You are not in control of what you want, but you are in control of what you eat. You aren't in control of what you want to eat, but you are in control of what you do eat, what you're going to eat. Okay, so one thing you can do is you can replace your simple carbs such as breads, donuts, cookies, pasta, little by little. Start with the alternatives. Reduce the amount little by little. <laughs> Everything in New Orleans Creole and Cajun cuisine is based on rice. I love rice. So I would put two scoops on my plate and a, and a roll, and probably two, some French bread, okay, on everything. That's how you get diabetes in your mid-20s. So when I actually was serious about my health journey, what did I start doing? I started to, um, yes, you can replace it with quinoa, <laughs> but I wasn't ready for quinoa in the beginning. Quinoa, I, took, I tasted quinoa one time and I felt like I was eating gravel. I was not ready for that, but I knew eventually I would be. So this is what I did. I just, instead of putting two scoops of rice, I will put one. 
And then instead of putting that whole one, it got down to a half. Eventually, I started sprinkling my rice on my gumbo until I didn't need the rice ever again. Then, when it came to the quinoa, couscous, couscous was a little bit more tolerable to me. But when it came to the quinoa, I would do half and half, half rice, half quinoa. And that's how, you know, I got there. Now, I love quinoa. You can learn to love it, okay? So replace those simple carbs, like the, the, you know, the bread, the donuts, cookies. This is all stuff you already know with vegetables, spinach, broccoli, all of that stuff. Carbs are good for you. Good carbs are good for you, complex carbs. Carbs that it takes your, your body some time to digest. Crunchy carbs, carbs that, carbs that have fiber, that's good for you. You need it, okay? So whenever I used to make a meal plan, I would have tons of good carbs, lots of vegetables. People didn't wanna eat all of that. I was changing their palate. And that those carbs are what your body needs. So a no-carb diet is not what we're talking about. We're talking about low-carb and complex. It has to be complex, okay? So that's the difference. We're not trying to say no carbs. What are we talking about? No carbs. You, you, you can't run on air. Protein doesn't do what carbs can do. It's necessary. It's a necessary macro for your brain to function. For your body to function, you need carbs. So you just have different ones in a, at a smaller amount, depending, okay? And I know that's gonna be dictated by calorie count. We're gonna talk about that too. Number three, what your family thinks is enough weight to lose isn't accurate. What your family thinks is enough weight to lose. Remember, your family has normalized unhealthy eating. Your family has normalized your size. At a certain level, your family is like, okay, you're good now, that's enough. And you literally can still have diabetes, still have high blood pressure, still um, having all types of issues, and your, your family will think, you look good enough, you can stop now. That's what my family did to me in the beginning. When I started to lose the weight, I went from being, you know, poked at for being too big, then I got poked at for being so small. I even had a certain relative say nasty things, but it's not uncommon for that one to say nasty things. <laughs> uh, when I looked my absolute best, she, she told me I looked like death. <laughs> But the point is, this is a person who had her, who almost died in the hospital, who had her finger cut off, who had diabetes so bad, in and out of the hospital was telling me that I was losing too much weight. You see, your family does not know better. You have to set the example, okay? So one tip you can use to slightly change, we're talking about slight changes, all right? Somebody said I lost 
I lost 40 pounds and gained 60 back when I moved back home. You know, I saw a story about a guy who says he had to move clear away from his family and go off the grid. And he lost over 100 pounds because he had to completely disconnect from his family and not believe him. Some families are sabotaging like that, okay? But then they'll respect you. You keep it up, they'll respect your struggle and what you're doing, and it, it motivates them. They're gonna ridicule you first. They're gonna tease. But one way you can change your lifestyle, because it's not just about food, guys, especially in the black community, um, you gotta get active. Active doing things you like to do. Nobody's telling you to go out hiking just because people say it's healthy. What do you like to do? You like to skate? Skate more. You like to dance? Dance more. The point is you have to purposefully and strategically insert activity in your regular life. You may not like to go into the gym and lift weights yet, but you like dancing, well, do the, do the dance class three times a week. Go, go one time a week, go skating another day. Y'all are so creative when it comes to making new recipes and doing all these celebrations. Get creative around your health. It is not rocket science, okay? Some of the things you can do, gardening, okay? Instead of, you notice that like when you're big, you have the same type of activities, sit down. And most of the activities are driven by food. So you're going out to eat all the time. That's your activity, main activity. The second main activity, going to the movies and eating at the movies or after the movies, right? Most of your activities have to do with sitting and that's part of, major part of the problem. It's not just about what you eat. It is about lifestyle. You notice that the thinner people are, the more active they are. You see them going places all the time, don't you? You see them doing stuff, moving around. They, they can't just sit down all day. So you see a person that, oh, you eat whatever you want, you stay thin. You see a person that's always moving. That's what you're discounting, okay? Number four, there is no weight loss cure. There is no weight loss cure, so stop looking for one. As long as, and I will say this loud, loud, bold, and clear, because every professional in the health industry that's within the sound of my voice knows, regardless of what they say, they know for a fact, I don't care how many sponsors they have and how many times they sell out, there is no weight loss cure. And as long as you believe there is one, you will be a victim and you're gonna lose your money. You're gonna waste your money because you're looking for a shortcut. There was a time where I was trying to look for an easy way to do everything possible, okay? I was looking for an easy way. This is where the easy way get, got me. Trying to use pills, trying to use a 
T, trying to use all of the gimmicks that they tried to sell. When I got tired of doing that, that's when things change. That's when things change. Stop looking for the easy way. There is no cure. The only cure is you changing your mind for good. Until. How long do you do it? Until. You don't stop. I remember one time early on, one time early on, I sat there and I was on my fitness pal, and I swear by my fitness pal, best friend. I sat there and cried because as I was kept calculating and calculating all the food, I was just like, I can't eat anything. I just can't eat nothing. So I just cried because I was like, well, what is God trying to do to me? You're trying to say I can't eat nothing. I felt like I couldn't eat anything because I was still trying to find a way to eat bad food on a health journey. That's why I felt like I couldn't eat anything. No, I could not eat the things I wanted to eat. Okay. So cut back on the processed food, high sugar snacks. My go-to is fruit. Keep fruits, nuts all around me. I have snacks, but they're all low calorie. They're all either something that has to do with protein or fruits. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, okay? Someone says, my wife doesn't want to go out because she used to be smaller, now struggling with image being bigger. Then your wife needs to stop feeling sorry for herself and get out there. And what you have to do is build her up, do what you can to build her up. That's what having a partnership is all about. Don't shame her, build her up. Get in there with her because it's not only it's good for her, but it's good for you. Bring her to the gym with you. Teach her what you can. Encourage her. Don't stop it. This is a lifetime journey. You know how many times I had a, a freaking meltdown every time it hit me that I was going to have to go to the gym for the rest of my life? When I noticed that in this time I would stop those diabetes symptoms would just start creeping back up again. And I would feel sorry for myself. After eating everything I wanted to eat my whole life, I felt sorry for myself because I had to go to the gym forever. I had to eat healthy forever. And that was such a shame. You know how my life changed? When I lost weight, you know how my life changed? I went and I did this competition, okay? I lost. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I just was trying to prove something to myself, and I did. I went on this competition, 
And and I had been modeling, okay? I had been modeling all the time that I, you know, was losing weight or whatever. And when I was at this weight, I think what what happened was I applied for an acting gig. And when I was big, I was applying to all these agencies and no agency wanted me. Nobody wanted me. I was even applying to the big girl agencies and they didn't want me. When I got to this point, not only did my modeling increase, everybody wanted me. I was pretty much in every agency. I would say probably about 20 in Dallas. And I started getting paid to model. Um, now, I hate modeling. I just rejected something for to make $400 in two days because I didn't feel like doing it. And um, my life completely changed. I became an actress overnight. And you can go online and you can look me up and see more about that. Complete life change. Not only did I change my life, but I took my family with me. It opened so many doors that my whole family's life just became revolutionized because of where my weight loss was taking them. And here they are now on red carpets and on modeling sets. My, my kids all became models. Um, what, they all, they're all paid models. They, got, they started acting. All kinds of doors flew open because one decision. And a lot of women say, oh, I'm beautiful. I don't need to lose weight to be beautiful. You don't. You'll be even more beautiful if you are healthy. Because when I was when I was big, I used to look at some girls and I used to think to myself, oh, I know I would look like that if I would lose the weight. This was still when I was only thinking shallow. But I knew what I could be. Nobody else could see it. But I knew because I hadn't been big my whole life. You know, I was when I was young, I was thin. I had them babies and I just blew up. A lot of women have that same story. And lo and behold, I was right. Now, maybe some other time I'll tell you how I mentally, because of my background in mental health, mentally turned myself into that first and systematically made myself become what I saw in my mind. This I saw in my mind months before it ever happened. You have to see it first. Can't hit a target that you cannot see. Let's see if we have any more comments. Um, I, I don't consider myself thin now. I have a lot of goals, health goals still ahead. Right now, I never want to be, um, why do I, somebody says, I'm a beauty, why do I act old? Because I read a lot, have a lot of experience. Um, I'm glad this is helping somebody, somebody said I needed this perspective. 
Now, um, I, I don't want to be 117 pounds again, okay? Because that that isn't, that is a okay way to be if my body fat percentage was at a certain level. That's not where I want to be. I want to be strong, but I want to still look feminine. So there is a journey to that as well, okay? Anybody that's been in bodybuilding has to, after they leave, they have to like get a new plan for how they want to look from now on that doesn't have anything to do with bodybuilding and that is a process in itself because it kind of messes you up mentally. Okay, number five, cheating on your diet isn't something you should plan. It should be something to avoid, not to look forward to. Okay, so if you still have the mentality of, oh, I can't wait till my cheat day, you're not ready because you're not thinking correctly. You're not thinking correctly, guys. Don't, don't plan a cheat day. Don't plan a cheat meal. Okay? Now, there, is cert there are certain um, things that bodybuilders call refeeds. And I think that's where people get the cheat day idea from. A refeed in bodybuilding is when you are at a caloric deficit because you're trying to lose fat. And what happens is um, your body hits a plateau naturally. Your body's going to do this even if you're not bodybuilding. So you, whenever you get to that point where you say, like, I'm doing the same thing. Why am I not losing weight? Then you need a refeed. This works all the time. It's, it's either you skip a workout or you eat between two to 500 calories more than what you usually would. In that instance, um, when you're on a strict meal plan and a strict um, exercise regimen, within those parameters, you can restart your weight loss process. And I've done this time and time and time again to restart my weight loss whenever I hit a plateau. But for people who are in the beginning that don't really know what they're doing, and they are not used to being that discipline, don't do it. Focus on changing your, your habits, your behaviors, your activity, getting acquainted with and, and familiarized and feeling good about working out. See, if you still are at the point where every time you work out, you feel sick or you dread it, um, not dread it, but, but like you, you don't really want to go, and you really don't see a point to it, then that's you're not there yet. It's still a long journey. And I think that's the problem with the mentality people have, especially with these lies that people promote. They think it's supposed to happen like that. And then when it doesn't, they think somebody failed them or that they're a failure or their body isn't right. No, it's not that, it takes time. You didn't get that big in 30 days. You're not going to lose everything and keep it all after 30 days of eating right or going to the gym. That's what I used to think in the beginning. Number six, learn to love what you hate and stop making emotional decisions about food that you regret later. When I say learn to love what you hate, I'm talking about those healthy foods 
You need to start inserting them here and there. You don't, you, you know, you want to try broccoli or you want to start eating more broccoli, just sprinkle it in something. Sprinkle it, a little bit of it. Keep doing that. Put a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and then start taking away the, the thing that you were sprinkling on top of. Eventually, you'll just be eating the broccoli by itself. Little by little, we're talking about little shifts that make big impact. So you want to eat plenty of fiberish foods, legumes, beans, whole grains. Um, you want to drink water, sparkling water, tea, instead of your sugary drinks, those big old, you know, Starbucks things. And I know I'm saying everything y'all don't want to hear. But see, is that stuff that you don't want to let go that's really keeping you from your goals. One of the biggest mind mental obstacles I had to overcome to lose all of that weight is to stop thinking it didn't take that much. Heck yes, it took that much. Heck yeah, it took that much and much more than I ever thought. It really did. And when I looked at bodybuilders in the beginning, is much different than when I looked at body, bodybuilders years later. Because when I learned the science that goes into it, a bodybuilder is a, a, a scientist of nutrition and um, biology. They know how to hack their body. And am I saying that everything they do is right? Absolutely not. Am I saying that all of these different things, you know, the way they look and all that stuff is ideal? For them, everybody determines how big they want to get. There's some people that never get that big. There's different classes of bodybuilding. But the point is, they know how to get there. And nobody can take that away from them. See, once you gain this knowledge, you will learn how to be fit forever. And I'm not talking about just healthy because many of you will step yourself on the scale and talk about how healthy you are because the doctor didn't tell you you have diabetes yet. The doctor says I'm fine. That doctor will sign your death certificate and not think a thing about it. I said fit for a reason. Do you know that fitness is the real health? It is not just about losing weight and being thin. It's talking about being strong at your core, your back. Do you know you need a strong back? Do you know that you need uh, strong hamstrings? You need strength, physical strength around your body. That is health. It's not about just being some big veiny person. It is about having strength all about you. Okay, that is health. That's real health. If somebody comes to you talking about being healthy and talk about their vegan diets and all of that stuff that they're on and they are overweight, do not listen to that person. If they're obese, do not listen to that person. Because health is not just about changing what you eat. It is about mental and spiritual discipline. 
physical discipline. You have no spiritual discipline if you have, if you don't have no physical discipline. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? You have no spiritual discipline if you have no physical discipline because the height of spiritual discipline is being able to control your body, to be able to abstain, to be able to sacrifice and to say no to yourself, to put your flesh in subjection. That is what it means to be spiritual, to be spiritually in control. So when you when when all of these people, I'm not saying they can't say what they say and they don't know what they know. But don't talk about, don't go off talking about being healthy or thinking you have a clean health bill of health when you know that you're obese. And I don't care if you're on a vegan diet, a pescatarian diet, or any of that. Well, some people say, well, well, being healthy is not about being thin. We're not talking about aesthetics here. When people will come to me and say, well, I just want to lose my stomach. I don't really want to lose. I like. I want to keep my thighs and I want to keep, you know, my chest. I just want to lose my belly. I know I have a lot of work to do mentally. Not They're not even on the, they're not even in the space where they need to be. And then when I would get some people past that point and they will come back to check up, like, you know, we would do a reassessment and they would uh, get on the scale. They would do their measurements and all that. And they would say, you know, when I came in here, I wanted to lose only like 15 pounds. Now that I lost it, I still see a lot of problems. Like now, even more so, I see more problems. Now your eyes are open. That's why. Because when you came in here, the only thing you were concerned about was looking cute. Now that you've been educated, you realize you actually see what's really going on with your body. Now you know you got to do something else. Somebody says, my back is strong. Somebody says, sounds like a good plan for getting my children to eat healthy as well, little by little. I remember somebody shamed me one time and it was good and they were right about it. It was somebody I knew from church and we were at Subway and I had my children in the corner at the table and they were eating McDonald's and I was getting a salad because I was the mom on a health kick, right? This was before I was really truly into my health journey. I just wanted to lose weight so I could look cute again. And he said to me, so, your kids are eating McDonald's and you are eating a salad. It's okay for them to eat like that and you are eating healthy. Inside, I felt so convicted because he was right. Why was I, like many moms, going to treat myself to better health, but I didn't even think about my kids. Until then, I had the mentality, let kids be kids, let them eat what they want. Only young once. 
I was sending my kids. Do you know my kids? My kids, my like when my son was like nine years old, he was wearing size 16. And I thought it was normal. Seven-year-old wearing a size 14, I thought it was normal. I was killing my kids. Slowly. And so, you know, what, what really got me was thinking about the fact that there's so many kids out there who are obese and they're helpless. They don't know what to do. They, they just eat what their mom makes them at home. They get teased at school. They don't know what to do about it. It's very depressing. And I thought to myself, if I can do something to avoid my child being picked on for being big because I made them big and they're helpless, they don't know what to do about it. I need to do that as their mom. And that, that little thought, it wasn't even fully, I wasn't even fully aware, but I was aware enough to realize that my children were, their future was in my hands. Their life experience was in my hand. And me feeding them good, how I was taught to feed them good, was actually gonna cause a major problem for them in life. So I had it, I did it. It was my responsibility to fix it, okay? Number six, number seven, you're not good at managing stress. These are things I would have told myself, okay? You are not good at managing your stress, your decisions, and your relationships. So you're eating. Learn better coping mechanisms, short and sweet. Learn better coping mechanisms. Some people, when they stress, they sleep. That's how they deal with it. Some drink, some smoke, some cheat, some watch things online that they shouldn't, some have some other form of addiction. Some people eat. That's what I was doing. I didn't see it that way. I didn't see that food made me feel good until I had to change what I was eating. Until I had to change things, I really didn't understand the satisfaction I was deriving from food. I didn't understand that I was relying on that food to make me feel good about my crappy life. You know what I mean? So when your marriage is falling apart, your career is not going correctly, and family is, is all full of drama, you might just be eating to fix it and you don't realize it, okay? Try changing your diet and see how much the food matters to you. So we have to change our, our coping mechanism. Sleeping is very important. You heard, these are things that people forget. That's what I titled this, things people always forget. Exercising regularly. These things can be therapeutic within themselves. It's all about how you're framing it. If you see working out is something you hate and you dread, you never want to do it. You have to convince yourself that's where you want to be. 
Number eight, replace your favorite drinks and snacks with healthy alternatives and replace watching one of your favorite shows with walking during the time that show would be on. Or watch the show while you're walking. That's how I started. Just start watching your show while you're walking or listening to a book, listening to some music. Basically, you have time in the day. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You have the time. You just have to say no to one thing to say yes to another. That's all you're doing. Everything in life is an exchange of time. That's how you get paid. You go to work and exchange your time for payment. Okay? Whatever you want that you don't have, there's something you have to exchange your time for. Something that's usually contributing to your problems is the thing you are making time for. And you're saying you don't have time to do the thing that will actually put you closer to your goals. You have to eat smaller portions, okay? That's another thing. A lot of people think, I don't eat a lot. Have you ever seen those 600 pound life shows? Every show, when they go back to, to their checkup with Dr. Now, they go on their checkup and they didn't gain, they didn't lose any weight or they gain weight. And they'll say, I really tried hard. I really didn't feel like, it was just like a couple of times I slipped up. And you know what the couple of times was? Three large pieces in one sitting, you know, five, five hamburgers, all of that. A lot of people don't realize, I can look at a person to see how many people they're eating for. Based on their size, I can tell, I can pinpoint if you're actually eating for one person based on your height, or are you eating for one and a half people, or two people, or three. Your general stature tells you how many people you're actually eating for. So if I know, I know somebody, for instance, when this person eats, they eat for three people. The thing about the body is that mathematics doesn't lie. It's like this. In order to be a certain size, you have to eat a certain amount in order to stay, to, to retain that size. So if you are over a span of time, let's say over a year, if you're 300 pounds and a year later you are still 300 pounds, that means you're eating for two and a half people for a year. That's all you've been doing. So you have been eating more than twice what you need. And that's how you are able to maintain your size. If you actually cut it down to two people you're eating for or one and a half person, you would probably lose half of your weight. See, when I first started off with personal training, I actually used to make, this was like in the beginning of when I used to make meal plans for people. I would revolutionize their entire, their entire um, eating. I even train athletes, okay? But over time, when I really started to learn people and their habits, I started to tailor that to, okay, we're gonna start with alternatives and we're gonna keep some of the stuff you like. And then we're just gonna switch out a few things here and there. So most of the time you feel like 
you're eating what you like, but you're actually eating less of it, and you're eating more of the right stuff. And by after a month, here this person is, they lost weight, they started to reduce their symptoms of whatever they had, and they still felt like they were eating the same. That's a win-win for me. It's a win-win for both of us, okay? Number nine, health is about priorities, peace, and balance. Health is about priorities, peace, and balance. It's about gaining control and improving on yourself. So health isn't about getting cute for a reunion or a wedding. Health isn't about getting thin. Health isn't about being your high school weight. Health is about balance, priorities, discipline. It's actually having peace of mind and having your stuff together, okay? Now, do you, do you see thin people who are very unhealthy? Absolutely, that's not health. That's not the health we're talking about. We're talking about real health. I'm not going to equate skinniness to healthiness because not every person that is skinny is healthy, okay? One of the things you have to do is make sure you read the back of those labels. Understand this, and I'm a marketer, okay, to this day. I'm a marketer, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of the claims that are made cannot be proven. They say it anyway, if they can get away with it. If the industry is not that strict, or the store isn't that strict on the claims, they will let them say anything to you on the front of that box, but they have to tell the truth on the back. Always read the back of the box. Learn how to read it. That's where the truth is. They're always lying on the front, believe me, trust me. And number 10, finally, hating the scale is misguided frustration. The scale is your friend. It does not determine your worth, okay? It does not determine your worth. It is a tool that tracks a metric. A tool that tracks a metric. Just one metric, okay? How much you weigh, that's it. A trainer is gonna use many metrics to see the changes, to measure the changes in your body, to get KPIs, key insights, okay? They're not just gonna go by the scale. You should never just go by the scale to determine how healthy you are, okay? So start weighing yourself regularly. Somebody gonna say, well, I have an unhealthy relationship with the scale and I don't wanna see what I, if, if I know what I weigh and I weigh myself, I'm gonna be in a bad place mentally. You need therapy. The scale isn't the problem. How you view the scale is a problem. I'm teaching you how to view it in the way that is supposed to be viewed as a tool in the many tools you need to develop to have a healthy weight for your height and age and gender, okay? Why do I say to weigh yourself regularly? to keep yourself accountable to yourself. A lot of people are not looking at the scale, so they are surprised at how much they weigh. 
because when you look in the mirror every day, you're not seeing those pounds creep up. When you get on the scale, it's a reality check. And if you don't like what you see, it's time to get back on track. One of the metrics I use is how tight my clothes fit. If my clothes fit tight, I do not allow myself to buy bigger clothes. I cannot buy bigger clothes. I have to just lose the weight. There's many things that you can do like that to keep yourself accountable, okay? So next week, I'm going to show you how to make your own meal plan with vitamins included. This is my vitamin Bible. Now, there is, this, this book, like every other book, is, is not complete. When I first had this book in the beginning, it was like, oh, this is the book. It has everything in it. No, it does not. Now that I have more information, it is a, a book I will recommend for a beginner. Use this book. Great tool. It will show you how to use vitamins and minerals based on the symptoms you have. And these vitamins and minerals relieve a lot of people's symptoms. I have seen people come off of medication. And so I'm going to walk you through how to make your own meal plan. I'm gonna tell you what proteins to eat, what carbs to eat, what alternatives to eat, um, and all kinds of good stuff. And we're just gonna go from there. So, before I go, are hearts and minds clear? I really hate that I come here on a Tuesday now. It's just that the studio is very crowded on Saturdays. It's hard to get in now. And because so, ma so many people are here, um, that's actually the time where I have the most viewers. But this episode is going to be uploaded to everywhere on my YouTube as well, Lebeau. Um, <clears throat> and that'll be uploaded by tomorrow. Does anybody have any questions before I go? Questions or comments? Okay, okay. All right, remember you can change if you really want to. Share this message with somebody who needs to hear it, y'all. Go to LaBeauxLifeLessons.com and you'll see the episode there by tomorrow. See ya. You've been listening to LaBeau's Life Lessons. Let's keep the discussion going. Join us on TikTok and follow. Remember to go to LeBeauxLifeLessons.com for more episodes.